Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. John the Baptist called people to repentance. And that message of repentance is still just as valid today, nearly 2,000 years later. So the question that you and I should ask ourselves is this. Have we truly repented? Now, God knows all things. He knows whether you have been sincere or not. But the sad fact of the matter is this. Today, because Bible teaching has become watered down, it has been greatly influenced by the world rather than the authority of Scripture. And because of that, many people do not know what is true and sincere repentance? So let me ask you again. Have you properly repented? My opinion, your opinion, doesn't matter. It is God who is judge. And when we look at the scriptures, we see clearly what repentance is. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Luke and chapter 3, the book of Luke, and chapter 3. Now, we're going to see as we begin this lesson in verse 7 that there were many individuals coming to John in order to be immersed, that is, baptized by him in this baptism of repentance. And before we talk about that, we need to get something straight, and that's this. One is saved not by good works, not by performance, not by obedience. We are saved by the grace of God, and we access that grace by faith. For by faith you have been saved, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But here's the problem. We sometimes think that because faith is what saves that God doesn't care about works. Well, when we look at the scripture, we see that he does. Here's the truth that we need to acknowledge. When one is saved by faith, it is a free gift. You do not earn it. He earned it for you. Who's that? Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. And he did that which was all sufficient, and eternally sufficient in order to give us eternal redemption. That means that once one is saved by that grace through faith, he will always have eternal life. It's not dependent upon you and me. It's dependent upon what he did on that cross. Him shedding his blood and becoming that Passover redemption for us that brings us into the kingdom of God. And we will be there because of him, 
not anything that we have done. Now, repentance does not involve works. Repentance is when we agree with God. How? According to his standards. And it's the Torah, let me say it another way, it is the law of God. I can say it still another way. It is the commandments of God that show us that we are sinners, meaning the commandments reveal the standards of God. And the first process of repentance is this. We agree with those standards. And when we do, we are forced to acknowledge that we are sinners. Let me say that an additional way it shows us our absolute need for god's mercy his grace for him to forgive us so the law of god convicts us that we are sinners and in need of a savior and salvation comes about when one does something when one confesses that they are a sinner that they believe in the all-sufficient work of Messiah upon that cross, and they invite Messiah into their life to save them, to acknowledge Him as Lord God Almighty, and not just that He died upon that cross, but having been buried, He rose from the dead. So we need to believe that we're sinners, we need to believe that what he did upon that cross is all sufficient. And we need to believe that he was raised from the dead by God the Father. That is what's necessary to be saved. It has nothing to do with our good works. It is a free gift. So we agree with the standards of God. And what happens? we are changed the bible speaks about us becoming a new creation theologians speak of this as being regenerated what does the word of god say anyone who is found in messiah of course found by means of faith through that gospel they are a new creation and because we're a new creation because that we have been saved by god's grace we are going to be different. We are going to think differently. We are going to agree with God. And we are going to want to serve Him. What does that mean? It means turning away from sin. We don't want to serve sin. We want to serve the living God. We want to do those things that bring honor to Him. So repentance is a change of heart heart is synonymous with our concept today of the mind repentance is a change of the mind when we are not agreeing with the world we do not want to live in sin but we accept god's standards and we want to embrace them and serve him in obedience to them but up until this time nothing has changed in behavior it is not until one is regenerated, I can say that another way, it's not until one is born again 
becoming that new creation in Messiah. Having been born again, we're going to behave differently. We will agree with God and we will want to implement his word into our life. And this is what John is emphasizing to those who come to his baptism. First, a baptism of repentance, meaning they agree with the standards of God. They agree that they are sinners and therefore in need of a Savior. And that's why John said, I'm not the one who is Messiah, but the one coming after me. This is the one whom you are called to believe in, to receive. He is the Redeemer. And when we have such faith, it is going to bring about a change. What type of change? Well, let's look at this first verse that we're going to begin with. Luke chapter 3 and verse 7. We read here, Therefore, he was saying to the ones coming out of the crowd to be baptized by him. Notice what he said. A generation of serpents. Now, this is not a a compliment. He sees certain individuals, primarily leaders, coming out. And by means of discernment, he knew that they were not sincere. They were coming out. Why? Because everyone acknowledged that John was a prophet. People looked at him, his manner of life, his humility, the simple things that he sought for his sustenance was not trying to impress the world, but to walk humbly and righteously with God. So because everyone saw him as a prophet, these leaders, they also came out to him. But were they sincere? Well, according to John's discernment, notice what he says. He uses the term for a generation or an offspring of serpents. He says, who has warned you to flee from this this coming wrath? Now, let's pause for a moment and acknowledge something. Wrath, the wrath of God is real. And the wrath of God is is coming upon this world if you do not believe that then you are outside the faith because the word of god here and many other places say that the wrath of god is coming and the wrath of god must come and bring about destruction of evil in order that the kingdom be established so if you reject the wrath of God, that there's no wrath of God, that this world is going to be transformed and converted and everything's going to be put into order and then Messiah is going to come. Nowhere, nowhere is that found in the scripture. Those who have that type of belief, they spiritualize and symbolize everything in the scripture to justify what they want to hear. But it is not authentic scripture it is not embracing the simple understanding of god's word it's twisting god's word in order to hear what one wants to hear 
Now, look on to the next verse. He speaks about the coming wrath. And what should we want to do? Well, if we truly have repented, and we're going to believe in this one who is coming, the Redeemer, that is Messiah, we're going to want to be sincere in this repentance. And sincere repentance will produce something. What is that? Look at verse 8. Therefore, make fruit, and it's in the plural, fruits. And it's speaking about that which is abundant. So make, we could say, abundant fruit worthy of repentance. So we see two things. There is repentance and then the outcome of sincere, truthful, genuine repentance is that we are going to live differently. But our salvation is not based upon how we live. It is our salvation that causes us to live differently. Did you hear that distinction? It is so important. It's the foundation of our faith. We are saved by grace, not of works. But when we agree with God, and we have faith in that one who, from this standpoint, would be coming Messiah, coming soon in that generation, when one believes in him, his death, burial, and resurrection, then that one is going to be saved. And the moment, hear this carefully, the moment that one is saved, he is also regenerated. That is, with salvation, not before, but with salvation comes regeneration. You become that new creation in Messiah. And you begin to reflect, live out your faith. You're not saved by living out your faith. You are saved in order to live out your faith. That's the distinction. So look at what the scripture says. Therefore, he says, make fruit worthy of repentance. And do not begin to say among yourselves, we have Father Abraham. Why? Now, they were just thinking that because of a natural birth, they were descendants, physical descendants of Abraham. And they thought that because of that, that secured their kingdom entrance. It did not. The faith of Abraham secures that kingdom entrance. What is that faith? To believe in the seed of Abraham. And Paul tells us, in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 16, that ultimately that seed of Abraham is indeed Messiah. So believing in Messiah, Abraham believed in that coming Redeemer. And therefore, from our time allotment, we know he has already come. He's done that work of redemption. He has done what's necessary to be the Savior, and hear this, the Savior of the world. All that's left for you to do is to receive him by faith into your life. As I said, confessing your sin, acknowledging your need of a Savior, seeking that Savior's mercy and forgiveness, that grace, 
which causes us to be eternally changed, that new kingdom creation. And when we are regenerated by faith through that name, Yeshua, whether we say Yeshua or Jesus or Jesus, whatever language you speak, when you acknowledge that one, Jesus of Nazareth, you are going to be changed forever. You are going to become that kingdom creation by faith through that gospel message. So what does he say here? Do not begin to say among yourselves, we have Father Abraham. For I say to you that God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. So God, he's able to take stones, to take Gentiles, to take whomever, as long as they submit to that means of salvation. The means of salvation, Messiah did. Not you, not me. Messiah did the work of salvation. We simply receive it. But when we do, genuinely, sincerely, in faith, it is going to change us eternally. And we are going to have eternal redemption. We are going to have eternal life in the kingdom of God. And now, in this world, at this age, we are called to live righteously. What does that mean? Live according to the kingdom standards. And those kingdom standards are found in the word of God, in the instructions of God, in the commandments of God. This is what John is teaching. Look at verse 9. But already also the axe has been laid at the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree that is not producing good fruit is cut down and into the fire cast. Now, what is this? Another reference to the wrath of God. So when one is saved, that that new creation in Messiah by faith is going to produce fruit. What is that? Good works. Are we saved by good works? No, we are not. But having been saved, having become that new creation, we are going to agree with God and we are going to want to serve God. That's our new nature. When one is born again, he is a new creation to serve God again. Does that service save us? No. But that service testifies those good works is a witness that we have been saved and we belong to the king of kings and the lord of lords and his life becomes our life what does that mean we begin to live to do to behave what he would do and what is that obey his father that's what we're called to do and how do we do that through obeying the word of God. Verse 10. And the crowd was asking him, saying, Therefore, what should we do? Now, here again, he's speaking and teaching about bearing fruit that's worthy of repentance. 
it's very important that we understand the subject this passage is not teaching us how to be saved it's teaching us how one who has truly repented will demonstrate that this one has truly repented and now we find that john is going to give some examples how someone who truly has repented how that repentance manifests itself in their behavior and what does he say well they asked him what should we do and look at verse 11 and he answers saying to them the one who has two tunics let him give to the one that does not have so it's showing something love your neighbor as yourself now that's the foundation of the law and when we apply the truth of the law to our life the commandments of god we are going to demonstrate righteousness are we saved by demonstrating righteousness no we're not but having been saved by grace that free gift we are going to desire that new nature being regenerated being that new creation is going to cause us to demonstrate righteousness why that's who we are we belong to a kingdom of righteousness so we will want to live righteously now will we stumble at times yes we will will we fail at times yes we will will we be at times rebellious sometimes we will but just like the parable of the two sons one was asked go out into the vineyard and work he says no i won't do it but afterwards over time he repented and did just that so we can be just like him at times disobedient stubborn selfish rebellious but that holy spirit is going to work upon us and he is going to bring us to repentance and true repentance will produce evidence of our faith and that's why this this son went out into the vineyard to work so he says the one having two tunics let him give to the one that has none and the one having food likewise let him do verse 12 and came also the tax collectors to be baptized and they said to him teacher what shall we do now they want to repent and repentance is going to manifest itself with a change of action true repentance always produce a change of behavior we're not saved by that change but having been saved there's going to be that change and what does he say to them look if you would to verse 13 and he said to them no more than has been appointed to you to collect so here don't take more than required now what did tax collectors do at that time well they had the amount that they had to collect and whatever they get in excess of that that was their salary what john is saying is this 
don't participate with the enemy do not exploit your friends your fellow jews don't take more than has been appointed by by the romans for you to take now what would that mean it wouldn't be advantageous to be a tax collector and what would they do based upon this they wouldn't participate with that evil empire of rome and that's a message for us that we too are not called to participate with an evil empire and that evil empire of the antichrist is drawing closer and closer likewise look at verse 14 and also the soldiers were asking him saying and us what should we do do you see that emphasis always on what we should do the doing that emphasis and he said to them do not and this is a word for for extorting it's a word of of threatening someone with violence in order that they do what you would have them to do so he's telling the soldiers do not threaten people with violence in order to take from them and do not defraud or do not accuse falsely but what he says look at the end of verse 14 but you be content or satisfied with your wage now what he's saying here is this we ought not be people that seek after the things of this world we're not going to to temporarily behave ungodly for a a a reward in this world why because we're not interested in this world we know that this world is going to be destroyed by the wrath of god our hope is not in material things but our hope is in the kingdom of god and our life is going to reflect that that's the message of this text that repentance agrees with god repentance and faith in messiah is going to bring about regeneration causing you to be that new creation and that is going to this change this salvation experience which which is accompanied with the indwelling holy spirit he is going to to teach you all truth he is going to be that spirit of righteousness and you are going to behave righteously all the time perfectly well that's the objective he says be ye perfect that's what we should strive for but obviously there will be times that we stumble that we fail that we 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 are deceived that we allow our flesh to lead us rather than the spirit but they should be the exceptions and not the norm so let me ask you again have you truly repented it's when you truly repent you're going to understand your need for the savior and there's only one savior messiah yeshua jesus christ and if you have not received him you are without hope but here's the good news you can do so right now receive that gospel and secure for eternity your reservation in the kingdom of god well i'll close with that shalom from israel
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.